Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got a special episode here. A lot has happened since the last time I talked to you, and for this episode, I'm going to break it down and then talk about what might happen in the future, because I do think the coronavirus pandemic has changed Hollywood forever. To keep this organized, I'm going to go first over what has happened, the theaters closing and movies being pulled, then I'll go over what studios are doing now to recover from that and how things are going to how things are going over in China, since they're about one to two months ahead of us on this. So first up, just about all movie theaters in America are closed. There may be one or two small indie ones still open, but for the most part, 99% are closed. Regal has said that they are closed indefinitely, while AMC has gave uh, given a timeline of 6 to 12 weeks until they are reopened. This has put a lot of movie employees out of work and has left them to collect unemployment. The industry has also asked for a bailout or assistance from the government, joining the airline and cruise line industries. Specifically, the National Association of Theater Owners is asking for assistance with about a million dollars for its employees specifically. I think it should be a bit more, but I will say at least they are asking money specifically to pay their employees, something I have not seen from the other industries. There has also been rumors that the big companies like AMC right now might have to file for bankruptcy if this was to go on for two to three months, and unless their debt or loan payments are put on hold, I can see that. Now, do I think these companies will go out of business? I don't. I mean, Jesus. If we're going to give money to save cruise ships, which most of those companies are not even registered as an American business, we should be saving movie theaters. They are not like the banks that fucked people over in 2008, and unlike going on a cruise ship, people coming together to see a movie on the big screen is an American tradition. But I do think some losses will come. Specifically, AMC and Regal will probably close some of their theaters to reduce cost, and sadly some small indie theaters going out of business for good. So yes, the idea of going out to see a movie will live on, absolutely, but not without some changes and some losses. Moving over to what is meant for movies coming out over the next few months. As of this recording, Disney has pulled their slate of movies coming out until June. This means Mulan, The New Mutants, Antlers, and Black Widow have all been delayed with no new dates at this point. For Universal, Fast 9 has been pushed to next April, and they have also pulled Minions, The Rise of Gru, not due to the theaters closing, but because the animation studios are closed in France and they actually cannot finish the movie. Paramount has pulled A Quiet Place 2 and The Lovebirds, with no new set date, and right now, the one with nothing changing is Warner Brothers. As for now, they are sticking with Wonder Woman 1984 hitting theaters in June and the Scooby-Doo movie in mid-May. Even smaller studios like Lionsgate and A24 have pushed back any movie set to release in April and in May. Now this has caused a future issue of when theaters do reopen at some point. How will the schedule work? Will all the movies delayed be released first and then everything's supposed to come out at that time get pushed back? I think that is the best idea because along with the movies not being released, current productions for movies for next year have also been halted for at least two weeks if not more. And this includes movies like The Little Mermaid remake, The Batman, Avatar sequels, Fantastic Beasts 3 and more. So if the production delay is anywhere from two weeks to a month, then they will receive a delay in the release schedule most likely as well. So personally, I think studios should be planning their own new schedule on the idea of theaters reopening fully in June to July and then work everything based on that. Looking at what is happening, theaters will not be opening in April, and even if they do in May, it will be a soft opening with some doing so before others. If that is the case, then in May, studios can come out and be like, look, based on the theaters opening back up sometime in June, this is the new schedule of movies, and then we can get a better idea of what is happening. Having so many movies be pushed back and piled up is unprecedented, but they do need to space them out and reschedule everything, because if they release everything at once, there will simply not be enough cash to go around, and the movies will make less. And you also run the risk of maybe people want to wait a few weeks before they actually go out and see anything. If I had to make some guesses, assuming theaters are 90 to 100% open by the beginning or middle of June, 
Wonder Woman and Soul would still open in June. For Paramount, A Quiet Place 2 will either open in June or August, uh, with Top Gun Maverick taking the opposite spot. Disney will make Mulan most likely their uh, movie in August, have Black Widow be their big movie in July, and possibly push back Free Guy, since that has the 4th of July weekend spot. This way, from June to August, they have a Pixar movie, Marvel, and a live-action remake movie all spread apart. The Mutants will probably be thrown out to die sometime in June or July. But this is all talk for movies that do not come out now for a few more weeks to a few more months. What is more important is what studios are doing now to make some money during this time, and that is the video on-demand releases. If there is one thing the coronavirus might have done, it has shortened the window between theatrical to digital. Since so many studios are doing this, I will go one by one. For Disney, they first moved up the release of Frozen 2 on Disney Plus from June all the way to mid-March. This broke the previous rule of a three-month window from Blu-ray release to a streaming service. However, it earned a lot of goodwill on social media and was a smart move. They also moved up the VOD release of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker by a few days. That was not much of a big deal. Their biggest move, though, is for the Onward. If there is one movie that is the symbol of movies taking a beating at the box office right before everything shut down, it was this one. Only opening at 40 million when families were starting to keep their kids at home when possible. This was a big casualty. Well, Disney surprised me by doing the surprise announcement of releasing on VOD last week to buy and will now be on Disney Plus on April 3rd. I thought they would leave it for Disney Plus until May or June, but I guess it makes sense to do it now to get as much attention as possible. Now, assuming they release Melissa Fin 2 in May for streaming, that means for March to May, they have had at least one big Disney movie each month added with Frozen 2, Onward, and assuming Melissa 2 for Disney. They really are making lemonade out of these lemons by boosting Disney Plus and trying to get a boost in subscribers, which at this point is the only thing they can do for money as the parks, theaters, and their retail stores are closed. For Paramount, they are not making any movies yet. For Paramount, they are not making any movies yet. They were lucky to get a lot out of Sonic before everything shut down, so if anything, I expect them to release it on VOD a bit early, but that's about it. Warner Brothers will be releasing Birds of Prey on VOD release really early on March 24th. Right now, its Blu-ray release is set for May, so just under two months ahead of time. This makes sense as the movie did underperform, so now it can rake in some extra cash by being one of those special movies being released at this time. Warner Brothers will also be releasing The Way Back on March 24th, which makes sense as it was released at the beginning of March. Before shit hit the fan, it was, it was already not doing well. Another movie getting an early release is The Gentleman, but that was due to come out in a few weeks anyway, so it's not that much of a big deal. For Sony, they just released Bloodshot last weekend, and they are cutting their losses and releasing it to this week to buy at $20, which is the smartest move. The movie did alright opening weekend, but they just did a lot of marketing for it, so it's smart to keep it up and be like, oh shit, theaters are closed, we got you. Here, you can go on iTunes right now, buy it, watch it. However, with all the studios doing early VOD releases, Universal is the one shaking things up. Universal is not only releasing The Invisible Man early, which is fine since it made a decent amount already, but its slate of movies from now to April will also be coming out. This includes smaller ones like The Hunt and Emma, but also one of their bigger animated movies of the year, Trolls World Tour. Set to come out in theaters in April, it will also be released to rent, not buy digitally, at the same time for $20. It is also important to mention all of these movies I just mentioned from Universal, like The Invisible Man, are rental only for 24 hours. Now, while these are unique circumstances, this is the first time a movie has technically been released in theaters and on VOD, at least one from a big studio. Now, early tracking for the movie was not big. For Trolls, it was around 20 to 35 million opening weekend. 
but just the fact that Universal is doing this is shocking. And if it really does well, they may try with other smaller movies. I say smaller because they clearly still care about theaters, otherwise they would have just put out Fast 9 and be done with it. But no, that's big enough it gets pushed to next year. Also, while this may be a game changer down the road, it will not have immediate effects because theaters will do something to push back. But, uh, people have been saying, you know, all oh, theaters are dying now, theaters are dying out. They still have some power. The reason studios have not done this already is that if they did so, theaters would retaliate by not showing the movie at all and it would cut into their business. But this is possibly the big thing studios might take from this crisis, that people might be willing to pay $20 to just rent a movie instead of going to a theater. The data Universal gets from Trolls will be very valuable, and while they will probably not release it, I would love to see how many people actually rent it. Now let's look at how China's doing. When the virus hit them big at the end of January, they did shut down theaters, and this caused a pullback of most of their big movies for the Chinese New Year, except for one which went to streaming. I mentioned that a few episodes ago. Well, now that the virus has for the most part been contained, life is slowly returning back to normal, and that means theaters are reopening, but in phases. Right now, theaters are slowly opening up by showing some big, previous big Chinese movies, like Wolf Warrior 2 and The Wandering Earth. Then the plan is for the next two or three weeks is to get some old but big Hollywood movies playing. Some that may not have been in Chinese theater before. For those, the only one officially announced at this time is Harry, the first Harry Potter movie, which will be shown in 4K and in 3D. However, there's no specific date. This would be interesting because if the hype is there, we could still have a billion dollar movie this year, technically. The movie is at 700, sorry, the movie is at 974 million worldwide. So if a China release is big enough to get around $30 million, it would pass a billion dollars over 20 years later. As for other movies, it has been reported Disney's thinking about releasing all four Avenger movies and that people online would like to see Lord of the Rings shown, but we'll see. This is a great idea for the month of April as studios can give China some of their older movies and make some money while they wait for the new releases to come. Then, finally, if nothing else bad happens, a lot of movie theaters should be fully reopened at the start of May where the Chinese New Year movies will finally be released and they can move on from there. However, for all of this, there are precautions taking place. For each screening, the rules are people have to sit one seat apart from each other and every other row cannot have people in it. So while there will be a lot of showings, they will not be packed. Also, the theater must be disinfected after every showing as to reduce the chance of a spread. While this will reduce the amount of money made, it is smart for them to do this for at least a month or two to make sure another outbreak does not happen, or at least reduce the chances of one. I also expect some version of this to hit American theaters in May to June, for at the very least to put people's fears at rest. Okay, so that was a lot of information to go through, but let's conclude here. What we are seeing here is history making, and unlike the box office numbers last year, not in a good way. Theaters will live on, though in what form remains to be seen. Your most anticipated movies that you've been waiting for are still going to come, just at a later date, and I would say about half of the 2021 slate of movies will also get pushed back thanks to production delays. No one knows how long this is going to last. A lot of businesses should reopen in about two to three weeks, but theaters will probably stay closed for a few additional weeks after to make sure everything is all good. You don't want to have the new movies lined up only for another outbreak to happen, and you have to push everything back again. I will say overall this has been a very surreal time for me, having watched uh, Hollywood and box office news for years, and it does make me feel, un feel uneasy at times. But America and the world has been through worse, and we can get through this as well. And on the other side, the bright side is that we got a boatload of new movies to watch. As to what happens to this podcast in the meantime, I'm not 100% sure yet, since there are no box office numbers, but it will continue. Right now, if there's any news, I will go over it. And if there's nothing for a longer period of time, I'll probably release the box office receipts a plus episode or two and get those moving again. 
Uh, but don't worry, I will not be stopping this podcast for a few weeks. So, if you found this breakdown interesting, I would appreciate if you could share it online or with friends if you think others would enjoy it as well. That'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Thanks for listening.